Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos Podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go! Welcome to episode 118 of the sweet, sassy, sultry, and smooth Sacco sound coming from however you listen to your podcast. Jason's off again this week. It's just me, Alex Krogh, for the Fantasy Football Sackos. Jason sent me a picture at like 8 o'clock tonight, uh, and he's in the process of moving. He sold his house. He doesn't even have a computer set up. All I get is a picture, a bunch of like just boxes everywhere, and all of his teams suck just like him. So he's not here this week. And so, sorry, you're stuck with me. I'm flying solo. Some would say I'm feeling like a star. You can't stop my shine. I'm loving cloud nine. My head's in the sky. I'm solo, but I won't do that. So here we are getting ready for... Week number five waivers, I think, right? Is it week five already? Is it week four? No, it's week four. The Bears are two and one. Week four waivers. So hopefully your teams are sitting all right. You're off to a three and oh start. Uh, if not, you're come here for some fantasy advice on the waiver wire. So last week, as I talked about, there was nothing to bid on or to pick up. And so here we are. Week four, and there's some guys available this week, uh, and they're in no particular order, but we're starting with running backs. A lot of people would say that Khalil Herbert is going to be, going to be their preferred ad this week. I disagree with that, uh, and I, I'm telling you that you should go and pick up Jamal Williams. So it looks like DeAndre Swift is going to be out the next two weeks uh, before the Lions bye week, which means that the one that the curse of Reggie Bush lives on. But that opens the door for the 44% roster Jamal Williams, formerly of the Green Bay Packer fame. Go ahead and think about how weird this year has been uh, from a fantasy standpoint. And now think to yourself that somehow Jamal Williams is currently RB7 on the year. And that's even with Swift healthy. I know he got dinged up in the game. Uh, but Williams had at least 10 carries in every game, even when Swift was healthy. Home against Seattle and at New England the next two weeks before the bye. And if you're 0-3 and have crappy running backs, I think Jamal Williams is the ad this week and not Khalil Herbert uh, to try to get you through the next two weeks. Especially if you're looking for a stopgap and have injuries or you don't know what to do with like Alvin Kamara or, or whatever you have. Uh, you know, up to 20% for a stopgap for the next two weeks seems fair, at least in my opinion. You probably don't even have to spend that much to get him. Uh, but if you are desperate, I think... You know, getting uh, a guy in what has been a pretty decent offense uh, is is Jamal Williams. So that that's the the number one guy that I would add, followed behind by Khalil Herbert, who uh, racked up 157 yards uh, this past weekend against the Texans for the Bears. Uh, he's rostered in 25.2 percent of leagues, almost a 30 point performance in half PPR. He, he also had two catches for for 12 yards. The next three weeks at the New York Giants, at Minnesota, and home against Washington for my two and one pathetic Chicago Bears. David Montgomery's day to day, which kind of, and I mean, Montgomery's the guy when he's healthy. So, like, I have a lot of skepticism when it comes to spending really anything on Cleo Herbert, honestly. Like, I don't think I'd go more than 5% because I still think Monty's the guy. I think you can justify 10 to 15 if you're a little bit more on the desperate side. And also keep in mind, even when Montgomery's healthy, 
Herbert probably will have a role in this offense because the Bears just are not going to throw the football at all. It's atrocious. Justin Fields looked, uh, he said it himself, and he didn't want to say it, but he said he played like ass after the game uh, and censored it for the the children. So uh, Khalil Herbert, uh, if if Montgomery wasn't going to play, yeah, absolutely. I think he's the guy that I would add, but it kind of seems like Montgomery is day-to-day or at least they're saying he's day-to-day, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up playing this week for the Bears. Next guy for a, the running back position. If, if you go back and listen to our RB1 podcast where Jason uh, was very high on Delvin Cook all the way up at number three, I literally said, and I, I had to go look it up, quote, I already can't wait until our week five or six waiver show where we're talking about the fact that Madison's only rostered in 62% of leagues. Well, it turns out that the best backup in football is somehow only rostered in 37% of leagues, and Delvin Cook dislocated his shoulder again this week because he wasn't wearing the brace and he thought he got that figured out during the offseason apparently without having surgery. And he didn't, and now he's going to be back in the brace, and Dalvin Cook is expected to play this week. So, again, Madison's only rostered in 37% of leagues. It should be more. I think you can still go and add him for free, especially because Dalvin isn't out-out yet, but I think we all know it's coming. So, I would go add Alexander Madison if he's available in your leagues, uh, and I wouldn't spend anything to do it. All right, talking about some wide receivers. Uh, The number one guy for me is, uh, I guess there's a couple guys. So one is is Romeo Dobbs uh, for the Packers. So, uh, I mean, rhetorical question, but will Packers wide receiver please stand up? Oh, Sammy Watkins did. He did it too fast, and now he hurt his hamstring. He's on the IR. Congrats. I'm actually shocked he made it two weeks. So he's out. Randall Cobb is, is somehow only 32, but he seems like he's 40. And Alan Lazard uh, was puking on the sideline after catching a touchdown. He is definitely the red zone target for sure. Uh, but 16.1% Romeo Dobbs. He looked really great on Sunday. Eight catches, eight targets for the rookie out of Nevada. He showed flashes during the preseason and no Christian Watson, no Watkins. Uh, he shined against a really good Tampa Bay defense. And I think he's probably the priority waiver ad this week for me. Uh, if you're desperate at, at, at wide receiver, uh, I think you could probably spend anywhere between 5 and 10% if you are thin at the wide receiver position because he has Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball. This is somebody that I didn't mention last week, but uh, Greg Dortch. And I, I guess you have to mention him because Rondale Moore apparently isn't coming back uh, or doesn't you know he's not suiting up double figures in every every game essentially if your league counts uh return yardage he had 10 targets this week which is tough to ignore uh in that kind of short passing game and getting the ball out of kyler's hands quick dorch is only owned in 7.3 percent of leagues uh, and could probably be added for zero dollars still um, but like you have to think he's going to be a little bit limited if more ever does play and especially when Hopkins comes back. Uh, but so far so good. He's been a top 24 wide receiver this year, Greg Dorch. I'm affectionately going to refer to him as Dorch the torch. Um, but I, I, I think this is a zero ad just because I don't think he has the upside. 
Uh, speaking of upside, Russell Gage, uh, while Mike Evans was away, Russell Gage had a day, 13 targets, 12 catches for 87 yards and a touchdown uh, where he got absolutely annihilated uh, in the fourth quarter against the Packers. And just like a quick side note, doesn't it seem like Brady, like he doesn't really seem to care about letting his wide receivers get blown up? Like, I feel like uh, Tampa Bay runs the most crossing routes, and, and their guys are just getting crushed constantly. Anyway, Mike Evans is going to be back from suspension this week, but even in week two when Julio and Godwin were not around, uh, Gage still had six targets. He's rostered in 55.4% of leagues, but uh, a game against Kansas City coming up, and I guess we're not sure where that game's going to be played. It's supposed to be played in Tampa, but you know there's a huge hurricane coming. Uh, like right at Tampa Bay. So uh, my guess is that it's not going to be played there. Um, but I, I do think he's worth a zero add, uh, especially if Godwin and Julio are not going to suit up uh, and, and could be a decent play against Kansas City. One other guy that I guess has to be mentioned is Devin Duvernay. Uh, he is currently wide receiver 11 on the year, which is wild. Uh, he's only owned in 17.6% of leagues. He's been in double digits every week because of a return touchdown in week two. He has not had more than four targets in any game, and he shouldn't be added, in my opinion. And if you do add him, I wouldn't spend any fab, but he's wide receiver 11, and he has like 10 targets on the year. What is going on? Uh, other players to mention quickly, Michael Gallup, Rondale Moore, Joshua Palmer, uh, especially if Keenan Allen is not going to play. He almost had 100 yards this week. And Mac Hollins, who had 158 yards and a touchdown while Hunter Renfro was out for the Raiders. He looked pretty good and, and had as many targets as Devontae Adams did. All right, as far as quarterbacks go, I think you have to mention Trevor Lawrence, uh, who... Uh, Although I don't really like the matchup with the Eagles this week uh, at Philadelphia. Home against Houston at Indy and home against the Giants uh, is pretty solid after that. Uh, He has Christian Kirk, who's a a top 10 wide receiver so far this year. The Jones brothers, Evan Ingram, two backs to check the ball down to uh, Doug Peterson's offense, uh, a competent coach. Who knew it actually makes a significant difference for a young player. So Trevor Lawrence, uh, he's rostered in just over half of ESPN leagues. I think if if you're hurting and, and kind of missed out on, or, you know, Dak is hurt or Trey Lance is hurt, or God forbid you somehow you were starting Mac Jones, uh, I do think Trevor Lawrence is a short-term solution for your woes. Although, again, maybe not necessarily this week against Philly, who just, dis- like, basically, I think they're still sitting on Carson Wentz's head in the pocket. And the last guy that I would like to bring up uh, is also a quarterback, and it's probably going to sound familiar, but it's Deshaun Watson. We're here going into week four, and he comes back in week 13. So it's one of those things of where do you start, you know, when do you get antsy and pull the trigger early? I would err on on the side of yes. So he gets the awful Baltimore secondary the first week of the playoffs, New Orleans week two and then at Washington, who has basically been torched by everybody. So, like, the only thing that scares you in any of those games, and the Saints defense is good, uh, but it's it's the weather, right? If you're 3-0, and you've lost Trey Lance, I don't think it's too early to at least consider adding Deshaun Watson. He is somebody, like, you won't have to spend any fab on him, and I think it's somebody that could win you a league because he's going to be back at some point. 
Now, yes, he is kind of a crappy person, but if he can win you money, then that's fine. And like, he's basically going to be somebody that we're going to be talking about until he comes back in week 13 and comes back. Wasn't a joke by the way. Sorry. So rostered in 13.2% of ESPN leagues currently, I think that number is going to continue to rise. And if you're stuck at the quarterback position, I think he's somebody that I'd rather add sooner rather than later and, and can win you a title. So there we go. Week four waivers. This is Alex. We're, get, we're doing it quick this year, so we're, we're trying to move and groove through these. Uh, we really appreciate your guys' support. Uh, if you don't already, follow us on Twitter, on Facebook. Leave us reviews on whatever platform you listen to. Uh, best of luck in week four. Uh, maybe it's time to finally spend some of that fab. There hasn't been a whole lot going on, uh, but there were some injuries this week. So best of luck the rest of the way. I, I did want to talk real quick uh, just before I go. Uh, it's pretty wild. Like if if you look at the the running back position, just to run down the top ten real quick, Nick Chubb, Saquon is number two as I'm recording this, unless he scored again. James Robinson, Cordero Patterson, Clyde Edwards-Helaire is wide or is is running back five. He's basically getting the touches of like a wide of like a running back three. Like he has not had more than seven carry or he. Has, He's had seven carries in two games and eight carries in another. Basically been carried by by catches. He's had three, four, and five catches. I personally would be trying to trade him uh, while his value's high. Uh, currently running back five, and I just, I just don't see that continuing. DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams is seven. Khalil Herbert is eight. Aaron Jones is nine. Taylor is ten. And Christian McCaffrey is uh, number 12. So follow, you know, Derek Henry, Gibson, Kareem Hunt. Like <clears throat> I, I would be t- like Jonathan Taylor and Christian McCaffrey and even Henry to a certain extent haven't really got going yet. They would be guys that I would see if I could kind of try to peel uh, away from uh, fantasy managers if they're available. And then on the wide receiver side, in order, Stefan Diggs, Cooper Cup, Jalen Waddell, Amon St. Brown, Tyreek Hill, Christian Kirk, A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Curtis Samuel, uh, who's been great, and the aforementioned Devin Duvernay uh, comes in at 11, followed by Amari Cooper uh, at 12, who uh, hasn't really uh, suffered all that much with no Deshaun, and I can only imagine what he's going to do when Watson comes back. So, Anyway, best of luck in week four. Thank you for listening. Thank you uh, for your support. Hopefully Jason will be back next week so you won't have to deal with just me talking for 15 minutes. Have a great rest of your day, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.